Here's a message from Ken Lavica. All right, I'm speaking as a fan today, and I can't remember the last time I was this angry as a fan. The Chicago White Sox have a major decision they're going to have to make about their manager, Tony La Russa, who is now advocating for the opponent trying to injure one of his players. There is a major crisis now with the best team in baseball, and it is completely unprecedented. Joe Rigotti hit the open. On your mark. Get set, go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. No, 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 stick around. Hang out with us. Cool. Yeah, we'll stay and hang around with you. It's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. I have legitimately never, ever, ever, ever in my life as a sports fan. I am 36 years old, lifelong White, lifelong White Sox fan, but this is sports in general. I never in my life have seen a situation where a head coach or a manager, a person in charge of a locker room or a clubhouse, has openly supported opposition for trying to injure one of his players. It is absolutely ridiculous, and Tony Larusa and the Chicago White Sox have something major that's going to have to be worked out or it's going to torpedo a season and possibly a franchise. I'm Ken Levicka. He is Coquel. Ken Levicka Live featuring Coquel. Joe Rigotti with us today, making sure that buttons are pushed and levels are right. We're in the Antijar Levine Accident Attorney Studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, right off the Intracoastal. Let's jump right in because today I am speaking as... A fan. This is not, hey, NBA playing, uh, give us your calls. What did you think? Two blowouts last night. No, 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 no. This is me unadulterated Yeah, I fan. expected more out of Russ last night. I mean, to put up that performance, Russell Westbrook, yeah. it was really tough. Go, we're, we're not even no. getting to that thing. I, and, and Coquel, this is God's honest truth, and I understand that sports is sports. It does not take I try not to have it take priority in my, my life. Uh, life, separating life and sports that's important to me. Tough loss, but a learning place no, for LaMelo No, don't Ball. even start that. He had that. a good don't chance even start to get that. the playoff experience, even though they didn't get in. I am absolutely furious as a sports fan and as a supporter of the Chicago White Sox. This is not a White Sox show, but this is today. This is a fan venting about something that is quickly turned into one of the most ridiculous stories that we've ever seen in Major League Baseball that we've ever seen in sports, period. As we discussed yesterday, Jermaine Mercedes, who, by the way, leads Major League Baseball in hitting. He has the best batting average. He is the best at what he does in a particular sport. He, on Monday night, took a 3-0 pitch, in a blowout, it was 15-4 White Sox in the ninth. The Twins had given up, put up the white flag, put a catcher on the mound to pitch to your mean Mercedes. And on a 3-0 pitch, your mean Mercedes did what hitters do. He launched a 47-mile-an-hour pitch, 430 feet for a home run. Okay? So, yesterday, after something that was supposed to be fun, two big fat guys going at one another in an unconventional way, the big fat guy at the plate won the battle, Coquel, I mean, he said it. That's something that should be fun. That's something that should be awesome. That's something that should be celebrated. That was beer league softball on a major league baseball field. What's not to love about that? Everybody's got to love the big fat guy pitching, the big fat guy just loading up, swinging, hitting a bomb in a game that otherwise is absolutely boring at that point. It's a blowout. There's no entertainment value at that point. That's the only fun part of the game when it's a blowout that bad. Yep, absolutely. And so... In a sport, by the way, excuse me, I'm sorry, that is so down and fun, that is so unenjoyable right now, that's looking for things, that the 95th pitcher of the year threw a no-hitter again, or was it six, seven? It was the fifth, the fifth of the year. And if we include the other one that they decided to not count because it was too much fun for them, so then it's six, right? Because they didn't count a seven-inning no-hitter. Also, they're not counting that because it was fun, and they don't like fun. So now you had fun and were upset because guys like Tony La Russa have the unwritten rules of things that happened 60 years ago, and the participation trophy crowd. The participation trophy crowd is upset that someone hit a home run. So they're upset that everyone gets to gets a trophy at the end of the year and everybody gets to feel good, right? That's their big argument. Participation trophies are ruining sports. 
is the same crowd that's mad that someone tried hard and hit a home run because it hurt the pitcher's feelings and the other team. Well, let's, Pick a lane. Let's, Are you, do you want everybody happy or do you want the best to win? Let's get to 76-year-old Tony LaRusso because this was him before last night's game between the White Sox and Twins about his 28-year-old rookie superstar, your mean Mercedes, and what he thought about Mercedes swinging 3-0 and and putting together a great baseball moment. He's not going to do that again. I, I heard he said something like, I played my game, but no, he doesn't. He plays the game of Major League Baseball and respects the game, respects the opponents, and that was not. And he's got to respect the signs. When, when he gets to take sign, he takes. Made a mistake. I actually apologized to the Twins. I sent a message over there. Not acceptable. And, and I'm certain that that will not happen again with, uh, with Jeremy. There's a sportsmanship, respect for the game, respect for your opponent that's, that's real and has to be the uh, philosophy. We follow it. I've been taught it. And, uh, you know, the, the fact that he's a rookie who's excited helps explain why he just was clueless. But now he's got a clue. Clueless. He called his player who hit a home run clueless. Oh, sportsmanship, respect for the game. No, 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 no. Tony, you know what's disrespectful for the game? And to the game is when a team gives up and puts a position player on the mound. And then because the other team gives up, throws up the white flag, you also do that. You lay down and die and tell your guys to stop trying. That's disrespectful to the game. 76-year-old out of touch, Tony LaRusso. Help if I turn my mic on. What happened to respecting your clubhouse? That's one of the biggest unwritten rules of all of sports. Respect your team. Keep everything internal. Don't go to the media and rip and rip your teammates and rip your team. Well, where's that respect? He throws his superstar under the bus, and you're right, completely disrespectful. But then last night in the seventh inning, your mean Mercedes is at the plate, and the Twins throw behind him a 93 mile an hour pitch at his knees that almost grazed his leg. If that is six inches to the left. It's right in his kneecap at 93 miles an hour. You would think, and the Twins pitcher was ejected, the White Sox dugout erupted in anger. You would think that after the game, Tony La Russa, the manager of the Chicago White Sox, the team with the best record in baseball, who have the best hitter in baseball, who is at the center of all of this, whose only crime was to do his job and hit the ball on Monday night. You'd think Tony La Russa would say, all right, It's over. I stand by my player. Let's move on. Nope. Nope. In fact, Tony La Russa showed support for the Twins. Going out this May, I threw a sinker and it didn't look good. So, I I, I didn't have, I wasn't that suspicious. I suspicious somebody throws it somebody's head. And they're not suspicious. So, I don't have a problem with how the Twins handled that. I don't have a problem with how the Twins handled that. You, and this is sports fan me talking, but also I feel like this is rational human being. What in the bleeping bleep is Tony La Russa doing? What in the hell is Tony La Russa doing? He has the best team in baseball. He has the best hitter in baseball. And he not only threw the best hitter in baseball under the bus unnecessarily for him doing his job hitting a home run on Monday night, but then he supported the Twins for throwing at his best player. I have never in my life seen anything like that before. And it makes me angry because as a sports fan, not just as a fan of the White Sox, but as a sports fan, you want to see the best out there able to compete. What if that 93-mile-an-hour sinker, as Tony La Russa put it, Hit your mean Mercedes in the side of the knee. What if it hit him in the kneecap? What if he's out for six months after that? What happens then? Oh, I have no problem with how the Twins handled that. How does Tony LaRusso walk into that White Sox clubhouse at all the rest of the season? How does he not completely lose the team now? How does anybody in that clubhouse have any respect for Tony LaRusso any longer? He throws the star under the bus for something that he did well on the field. And then is okay with the near injury that the guy suffered because the other team threw a baseball at him at 93 miles an hour. Do the White Sox have to get rid of Tony La Russa? 
Do the White Sox have to get rid of Tony La Russa? And yes, they're the best team in baseball. And yes, it's early. But this is a guy who's so clearly out of touch with how baseball actually is played now in 2021. So out of touch with his clubhouse. There's some weird acrimony that Tony La Russa, and it just sounds like it, Coquel. It sounds like Tony La Russa has a problem with your mean Mercedes. Yes, 100%. And I don't know where it stems from. I do. You want to know where it stems from? He's an old man playing a game that's not played that way anymore. He doesn't like it. He came back to manage way past his time, and he can't relate to the players. And he's used to the – this change happened as small as in local high school sports around here. He's used to the, I said it, you do it, you say yes sir or no sir, that's it, it's over with. That's not what sports is anymore, and Larusa can't handle it. And the young players, especially if they come from different areas, they don't have the same unwritten rules. And you know what? They've taken over the game, the young players. The fun players are starting to take over the game, and the old guard doesn't like it. You're going to need to see more guys who are like a, and I don't know if Joe Torre is the best example because the Yankees had the shaving rules and that, but like just laid back, stay out of the way, make sure your guys are okay. Don't be up in their face about it like LaRusse is. All of the concerns that people had about 76-year-old Tony LaRusse coming back into the sport with that White Sox team that was fun and is fun and is full of talent and they kick ass and they're great personalities. All of the concerns that people had with Tony LaRusse taking over that team have now been realized. What a joke. Tony LaRusse is a flat-out clown. Do the White Sox have to get rid of Tony LaRusse? Should they get rid of Tony LaRusse? And I say absolutely. When you cross the line into not supporting a player and supporting him nearly being injured by the opponent, I've never seen anything like it before. And it's bull bleep. Should the White Sox get rid of Tony La Russa? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Or tweet the show at ESPN West Palm. Am I missing something? Because this is clown crap from Tony La Russa. I think he's mad that he specifically gave the take sign, yelled take, and the player disobeyed Too damn bad. But that's what he's mad about. His... And I get that. I'm okay with LaRusso being mad about that internally, internally, in his clubhouse. And maybe you don't start the hitter who didn't take your, your sign the next game. You send a message that way. And even externally, you could say, we just gave him a night off. Handle it internally in your clubhouse. A player doesn't follow your signs. That's a, a baseball. You're supposed to follow the coach's sign. That's what you're supposed to do. You sit him. That's what you do. You don't go to the media. But then, then Ken, when he backed the Twins... For throwing at his player, he's got to go. There oh. has to be a separation. Or how about Tony La Russa just says, hey, good home run. Way to go, guy hitting 364. No, because I get it. I didn't know. When we came on the air yesterday, I was unaware he was given a take sign. But why? Why is he given a take sign? I, that that, But that doesn't matter to me. As a former, and again, I'm not comparing I don't want a guy who's so out of touch with baseball managing that team. I just don't. You're losers gonna, you're gonna losers get, give take signs. No, like you're going to get take signs throughout a game of baseball. It's part of the strategy. But I look at a take sign as more of we don't think this pitcher can throw a strike right now. Take it because we want to work the count deeper. Or we want to get this pitcher deeper into his count. So you start having take signs because we want to get him out of there because every pitcher nowadays is on a pitch count. That situation, I don't agree with the take sign. The take sign makes sense. And he gave it. And he is the manager. The player should then take the pitch. But if he doesn't, handle it internally. That's where the problems come for me. If if he's worried about players not respecting him when he gives a sign, then he's completely lost him now. Like, this is, you can't come back from this. Tony La Russa advocated for an opponent to almost injure his star player. I've never in my life seen something like that. When it could have on Monday night, him saying, yeah, hey, guy went up there, hit a home run, it's what he's paid to do. Could have been done. Could have ended with it, but instead he's doubled down, and he's tripled down on it, even with your main Mercedes teammates, Tim Anderson, Lance Lynn, who's ex- as old school as it gets, old crusty pitcher, saying, hey, when a guy's up there, he's paid to hit. We, I, I mean, you've got to be so out of touch to not see the reactions from around baseball supporting what your main Mercedes did to then take this stance. And so Evan Cohen tweeted at me today. He tweeted the hypothetical that uh, your main Mercedes not – following the take sign from Tony La Russa would be akin to me not listening to Stephanie Prince, the general manager uh, here at ESPN Mm. West Palm. But that analogy only goes so far because Stephanie Prince is not a 76-year-old whose thoughts on radio and whose knowledge of radio is from 1984, okay? 
We have not once done something, Coquel, on this show where Stephanie, for something, this is our baseball field, okay? Your mm-hmm. mean Mercedes, what he did on the baseball field was hit a home run and help his team win and succeed. And that's all he's done all year long, hitting 364, top batting average in all of Major League Baseball, okay? He's the rookie of the year, and he's the MVP right now if the season ended on May 19th. You and I, this is our baseball field. This is where we perform. This is where we try to help the station. This is where we try to entertain listeners and fans. And this is where we try to get sponsors on board to help. uh, help. Yes, you can do the team talk here. But yes, sponsors for those of you who don't know the lingo at ESPN West Palm. And teammates. Okay. Stephanie Prince doesn't need you to suck up to her right now. But Stephanie Prince has not once, has not once said, hey, don't do that or that was a bad job, or come up publicly to the rest of the station and said, oh, that wasn't good, and uh, that needs to change. Not once. But what if she did? What if she came in here today, pre-show meeting, we're discussing, we're going to talk about LaRusso. She came and said no. Why would she do that? Why well, would she do that? But, because you're, but, but you're but getting into this did. terrible hypothetical. Why would she? The hypothetical is not plausible. I'll tell you why. She said, that's a, Chicago, that's a Chicago story. We have the NBA playoffs on our air tonight. Doubleheader, playing games. LeBron versus Steph on ESPN 106.3. Tonight, I want you to talk about that. No, because she knows that this isn't a Chicago story. But this what is, is a national if, if sports she felt story. like that, though. But your hypothetical sucks. That's what I'm saying. Your analogy flat you, out sucks just you like dis- Evans flat out sucked. You, you're saying it sucks because you disagree with it. No, I say it sucks because it's not applicable. Because it's not realistic. Because Stephanie Prince wouldn't do that because she's not 76 years old and out of touch with you and me and the generation and the current state of radio like Tony LaRusse is to the entire state of baseball right now. Did. But if she did, but it's not what realistic. What would you do? What would you do? I'm not going to even answer that because it's not even a plausible I think it is analogy. What what if, you, why did you talk about NFL? What if a UFO landed right next to us right now? What did you do? Would you hug the we alien have, or would you shoot the alien? We have sister stations that are told not to talk about the Bucks in the playoffs because the, they want to talk about Rodgers. And I could argue that the Bucks are the bigger story right now. That's well, your con- I mean, your radio thoughts suck if you think the Bucks are ever bigger they're than in the, Aaron Rodgers. But they're Rogers. in a playoff series. Okay, great. Aaron Rodgers Aaron, Aaron is absolute key. Okay, the hypothetical does not work. Tony La Russa is vastly out of touch, and he can't walk back in that clubhouse now. Not after especially advocating for the opponent nearly injuring a player. Okay, it just, it does not work. It does not work. So you're saying you wouldn't follow the boss's orders if you disagree with I'm her. saying that your analogy sucks, and if it's something that I could see her side on, then I absolutely what if you would couldn't? follow the what rules. What happens if you couldn't? Because that's what, what it is. What happens if my aunt had a package? She'd be my uncle. Okay? I mean, it's 2021. She could be whoever she wants. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do the White Sox need to make a break with Tony La Russa? Is that completely unacceptable? Am I missing something? Has there been a coach or a manager who has come out and said, hey, I'm glad you threw up my guy, or I'm glad that uh, you slashed my guy on the ice, or I'm glad that you sent my guy sprawling on a layup on a fast break, pushed him in the back. Like, Has that ever happened before? Maybe Tony LaRusse is doing something that is actually some sort of weird leadership, but I've never seen it before. And I don't know how he comes back from this. I don't know how this clubhouse recovers from that until Tony LaRusso is sent packing. It's unacceptable. It's completely unacceptable. 888-760-3776 or tweet at the show at ESPN West Palm. Do you have any other analogies? I mean, I think that's the perfect analogy. Your boss tells you something to do that you don't like. How do you respond? And I'm not even saying we would respond the right way. I've been known around here to not respond the right way to when I get in Do you think Stephanie Prince on this show... You think she would come in here and not trust our judgment about what's right? I think there's conversations that happen about shows that go on in management meetings that, yeah, they may not like everything that goes on the show, and they might want things in a different direction. It could happen. Okay. So, and then, say- and then we would have to make the decision of saying, do we follow it right now and then discuss after, or in the moment, do we just do it whatever we want? That would be the decision we'd have to make. Okay. And I'm not saying which way we'd go. I would hope we'd go with... We're going to listen and then meet with the manager. But I also know we can be knuckleheads, too, where we lean the other way on purpose. I also know, though, that stars, stars, players that are the most productive on your team, sometimes, and this is good management, if you want to make analogies and comparisons, sometimes you give a little leeway to the people that are performing the best. And your main Mercedes has performed the best 
on the best team in baseball. Okay, so, so how so, dare well, Tony well, LaRusa, even if he got ignored and his little 76-year-old feelings are hurt, God forbid, God forbid, you don't bring it out publicly, you don't say, ah, he'll never do it again. He's clueless. Now he's got a clue. We don't need the tough talk from you, Tony. Manage the damn team. Put the lineup card out. They were successful before you got there. They're going to be successful after you're there. You don't need that stuff from Tony LaRusso. We'll put it in the analogy you said of the best, right? Mm-hmm. So if Stephanie Prince comes into the studio looking for the best and talks to me and tells me not to play certain rejoin music because I'm the best, I'm still going to play what I want to play. Or do I have to not play what I want to play, do what she says, and then talk to her like, no, I like this type of rejoin better because it sets a better tone. That's fine. But if you played that rejoin that she didn't want, if you played that rejoin and it was universally received, and I mean our phone lines were jammed and people are emailing saying, man, that was a great rejoin. You know what? That was really fun. I don't think that Stephanie Prince would double and triple down on it. Why? Wouldn't she think she lost authority there? Or she realized that maybe, and this is what good leaders do too, maybe she realized, oh, you know what? Maybe I wasn't right about that. Because that, checking your ego at the door, is also what makes good Doesn't leadership. Doesn't that now give everyone else a free pass to do whatever they want, like play Josh Cohen in the home team hockeys? Doesn't that give no. them that free pass? No, because that's just a completely insane. Like, that doesn't make any sense. But you had intuition. You did something that ended up being popular and successful. How do you think Howard Stern came to be, Coquel? He got fired a lot. Okay, and guess what? He's the highest paid media personality in the history of the, uh, uh, of the, the damn side of that corporate spectrum. But he got fired a lot. Okay. Because he did those things in the post. And Tony, no, La Russa, Tony La Russa should probably be shown the door. Or trade his player that doesn't want to listen to his rules. Okay. And then the White Sox management has to make that decision. Awesome. Yeah, Tony La Russa, one, doesn't have any authority to trade anybody. Okay? Rick Hahn, the general manager, is not going to trade anybody. I mean, there may it may come to a point where they're deciding between the players or Larusa. That's okay. clearly a thing. That's I mean, is that and not what, is clearly is that what we spent the last twenty minutes about? So it could come down to that. That's what they're going to have to decide: is do we want to back our manager because he wants to back his roles? You have that's what how the structure works, the power structure. Man, he had rules. The players should have followed them. I, I and again, I don't even I like the three. I would let me make this clear: I love the home run. It seems like the, you the love Tony LaRusa. No, I just get why he's upset. Now, to the point of backing someone throwing a pitch at him? No, I totally disagree with him. But I get I would have sat the kid the next day. Sit him the next game for a game. Say, like, don't do that again, please. I cannot believe a player is being punished for hitting a home run. He's I mean, my punished. baseball senses. He's being punished for not following the coach's play. I can't if believe. If a quarterback, if Aaron Rodgers, we'll bring up Rodgers again, or if your boy Ragarm Tua, Gets a run play and has they tell him do not audible pass, do not audible pass. You have no arm, and he does it anyway. He's gonna get in trouble. He's and gonna get benched. Aaron Rodgers missed going to the Super Bowl because he listened to his coach, and now he doesn't want to go back because he realizes that he can't trust anybody there in Green Bay. So, if you want to use Aaron Rodgers as an example, that's a weird person to go with with the point you're trying to make because Aaron Rodgers specifically listened to authority or didn't get communicated to by yeah, authority. Yeah, he didn't get communicated. That's differently than not listening to. That's different. The, no. the whole them not discussing what they were going to do on fourth I down work with just people. bad coaching. I want to work with people, and I want to work with leaders who understand that maybe they don't know what's best in every single situation. And Tony but Marusa you also damn have well to realize that. You guys, the star, has to realize that too. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Seven seven six. So the White Sox need to cut the cord with Tony La Russa and his Coquella corporate shell. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Ken Levick alive on ESPN 106.3. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken and Coquel. My life be like. I've never seen it before where a manager or a coach says, oh, yeah, 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 I, I didn't have a problem with that opposing player trying to injure my player. But then you add into the fact that Yermin Mercedes is the White Sox best player and he's the sport to now, to now, is the sport's best player in 2021. And uh, you've got the White Sox in full-fledged crisis mode right now. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Should the White Sox cut ties with Tony La Russa? How does he get that clubhouse back? Let's go to the phones. Uh, we've been having a little issue with our phones, so tell me who you are, where you're from. 
Do you hear me? Nope. What's do, your do we have a phone issue? Eh, eh, eh. We have a lot of issues. Yeah, that's true. That's a great point. Both personally and technologically here at ESPN West Palm. Like personally. I'll get on it. You know what? I'll just squeeze it into my day later. <laughs> Let me just figure out oh, the wiring man. of the phone. So good. So good. And of course, right? If Stephanie Prince, my boss, asked me to do it, guess what, Ken? I'm going to be fixing well, the phone. But I also would agree with her that the phones probably need to so function. So the right thing has to be what you agree with. Like, that's basically no, no, what no, you're no. saying. It's about coming to a common understanding. But one thing you don't it do... It seems like your common understanding is if Ken Levicka agrees with it. Well, because I, I think that in some certain situations, I probably know best. And in some situations, she knows best. And I can't... You can't tell me that from a baseball standpoint, 76-year-old Tony La Russa knows best when he's giving the take sign to a guy who's paid he to may- hit, a guy who's trying to win a batting title, a guy who's trying to get a long-term contract to keep him from hitting a home run. How dare Tony La Russa, who's made more than enough money and done more than enough in baseball, how dare he tell your main Mercedes to not do something that would help him get more money down the road. That's garbage. This is where LaRusso screwed up my argument, okay? Because my argument to that would be maybe he was protecting the safety of the next guy up because he's worried about someone getting hit, someone retaliating because of those unwritten No, rules. he's cool with it. But <laughs> then he came out in an interview yeah. and supported this player getting yeah. thrown at. So I mean, that, that in, uh, in, in all the debate we can do about uh, the analogies and whatever – uh, Tony LaRusso should have done after your mean Mercedes ignored the, the take sign. Like That all pales in comparison, though, to the fact that there is a prof- there, at any at any level, forget professional, a coach, a manager, who came out publicly and said, eh, I didn't have a problem with what that team did trying to injure my player. How insane is that? Like That's not even, forget even I, parsing those words. Like That's insane. I think he's trying to say is I understand that's the next step in his unwritten baseball rules world in his world that's the next step but it's still your guy mm-hmm. there is also the code of a manager and his team and there is a code of a clubhouse or the code of a locker room there's a lot of those things that go on and again i i, I can only speak about my experiences i'm going to go to high school football again i i'm not comparing that to major league my best player was hurt one year for five games right my best player was not hurt for five games yeah he acted like a turd and i suspended him for five games it probably cost our team at least three or four losses because of it and you know my winning record was not great. I could use those three or four <laughs> losses, those three or four You're a wins. program builder. But, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I suspended him. Did I tell you guys at ESPN West Palm? It was you guys at the time. Did I tell you that, or did I tell anyone who asked? No, he pulled his hamstring. Sorry, but because I kept you... it inside. The players sure. all knew, but no one outside also, didn't know. Did that, player, did that player get suspended? Did he get in trouble for scoring a touchdown that you told him not to score? I wasn't telling anyone not to score touchdowns at that yeah, point. Yeah, I'm saying, so. but like, that's the equivalent of this. Like, that's the equivalent of it. Now, if like if there were times when I've gotten in trouble with, I've gotten into fights with Baz Alfred, the head coach now at Jupiter Christian, because I told him we're running the ball, we're putting twos in, and he turned around and threw the ball. We were up, and I was like, we're running out the clock, and I said, I'm calling the plays the rest of the way. I don't know if that's different coach to coach, but there is that. Part where he was trying to win, and I said, no, that's not how we but do things. But high school level, as opposed to guys who are getting paid millions of dollars, like fair. that does change the discussion a little 100% bit. 100% like, like, Trust me, I, 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 see, I see what you're talking about. Like, I, I absolutely do. But I'm just having a hard time um, putting together in my brain what was wrong with what your mean Mercedes did. In the first place, like... It, Hitting why why can't he swing at a three zero pitch? Why should he have gotten a take sign? And that's what I'm having trouble coming to terms with. Should the White Sox make a clean break with Tony Larusa? Because it's not just that; it's that he threw Yermin Mercedes under the bus before the game yesterday, called him clueless, and then did the tough talk. Now he has a clue, and then after the game, then said, "Yeah, I have no problem with what the Twins did, even though they almost kneecapped the best player in the game right now." Like that's the part where. You really can't come back from that now. Oh, it's clear the two of them do not respect each other. No. I think that, that's been evidently shown that Mercedes doesn't respect Larusa and Larusa doesn't res- respect Mercedes or his opinion. Because those, it sounds like Larusa didn't get the response he wanted when he came back at his star player, and he's like, "Well, I'm going to double down now and say and say this stuff." But it's going to cost one of them. It's going to hurt the White Sox. White Sox fans are who I feel bad for. 
They already live in a second-rate city, and now they have to deal with this with their team. I knew at some point that was happening. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Do the White Sox need to make a break with Tony LaRusso? Or you can tweet at the show, and right now that might be the better option, uh, at ESPN West Palm, at ESPN West Palm. And uh, as we go to Twitter, Jason tweets, LaRusso must go. Uh, and I, I think that I think we should again, just grab callers live. I don't like I don't like to advocate t- for firings. I just don't. I don't like to advocate for firings at all. But this is this is too far. It, to to me, Tony Lewis has crossed a line that I've never seen or never heard. It's gotten to a point where like this has to happen. Like this this has to happen. Like. Something, I, something I needs to happen. There may, there may be a chance if the shortstop star of the team comes out, Anderson, and says, "Hey, we got to work this out. Like we, we can do this." Yeah. But it's gonna, it's gonna take a player to have Larusa's back, and it's got to be the right player. I just having Larusa's. You back. know, well, you know what sucks too. You have old seventy-six-year-old crotchety guy who is going after a twenty-eight-year-old Dominican guy who's trying to make it. Who's trying way. to make it, and you know that dynamic makes this even. Also, me. you know, we're going to lecture people on the morals of what they're doing. Maybe Tony's not the right guy to do so. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. At its core, that's probably a big part of this whole thing. Jay's in West Palm. Jay's on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Jay. Ken, I'm going to slightly disagree with you on some of this stuff, and I understand exactly where Coquel's coming from, that the bottom line is that LaRusa gave him an order. Whether we think it's old school or anything like that, LaRusa gave him an order and told him not to swing. Sure. I personally don't have a problem with it. Swing on 3-0. and If if the roles were reversed and the, the team up to bat was was losing 15-4, to I don't think somebody would say, just lob a pitch up there, let this guy hit a home run, who cares? Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is like what Coquel is saying. If Stephanie came to you this morning and said, do not talk about the Chicago White Sox thing on the air. You might disagree with her, but the bottom line is she is your boss. I was in radio for 20 years, mm-hmm. so I understand the same thing you're going through. Sometimes these consultants or our program directors tell us things that we're like, we're more in touch with the listener than you are. But yeah. the bottom line is that's their choice to say we don't want this to talk about it. So I think if Stephanie came to you and said that, you might say Stephanie's out of touch with our listeners right now, but the bottom line is, and Jay, you're right. She is your boss, and, and Jay, I see, and, and, and trust me, like uh, like I, I just told Coquel, like I see, I see where he's coming from, and I do, and I want to make sure, I want to make sure because <laughs> Jay Stephanie Prince has gotten more airtime on this show, her name than it, she's ever gotten before. Like, there's no issue with me and Stephanie Prince. Like, she was just being and used as an example, but our content director makes great decisions all the time. <laughs> she is an exceptional boss, by the way. Um, but I, I want to make no, sure. And, and, I, I want to make sure. Yeah, and I've, I've, I know Stephanie too, so I, I yeah. will vouch for the same thing. Yeah. Steph's a good person. But I would also go back to your thing of saying that Larusa, they need to get rid of Larusa. First of all, that would be absolutely ridiculous. They're the best team in baseball. You might say that he's out of touch with it, and yeah, I'm, I'm not fully on board with him calling out his player. But how many times did Bill Parcells call out his guys? Bill Sims says it all the time that Bill Parcells drove him absolutely nuts and would call him out on stuff. It's not the first time it's happened. Did the bottom Bill Parcells line is ever say, can, but did Bill Parcells ever say, like, man, I'm really glad that Mark Gastineau tried to break my quarterback's leg? Like, exactly no, and I would agree with you on that. I, I hate the whole retaliation thing when it comes sure. to when I yeah. love baseball and I love moving forward. I hate the retaliation thing in baseball. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I just, but it also speaks to and Jay. I know you've you've been in this industry, so let's just. Keep it from like a a hiring the right person for the right type of situation. Like we can kind of agree that White Sox clubhouse with all the young talent, and it is a very um, bilingual clubhouse, and it's a very young clubhouse. Maybe we're seeing though that hiring Tony Larusa, and this is after the fact. You can't do anything about it now, but maybe that was not a great a, a great decision. Because as you know, in any walk of life, any business, sometimes. You hire a person that's supposed to be in management and on top, and it's just not a good fit, and maybe that's what we have here. But look at it this way. First of all, you can't argue with the results, and, and I'll use a different situation. Look at the Ozzie Guillen hire. You would have looked at this ball club today with the White Sox and say, Ozzie Guillen is the exact person to yes. run this ball club, Agreed. and he was a disaster running that team. 
he won a world championship though. Like he he won the World Series in two thousand five with a club that had no expectations. Okay, then that 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 says my argument right here. La Russa is winning right now. So if you have a situation like this, and don't forget, uh, Guillen had a couple of situations that you might look at that and go, uh, do we have the right guy here? Is this the person? You can't really uh, argue did, with La Russa. He did send t- a guy, yeah, as he did send a guy to the minor leagues for not throwing at a pitcher like Ozzie exactly. Guillen had ordered. Jay, I appreciate the call. 888-760-3776. Can we not take calls from Jay anymore? He's better at radio than me, and it makes me feel inferior, <laughs> and uh, I think we should move it on to somebody else. Uh, I do want to, before we talk to our buddies at Stormhouse Brewing, because they mm-hmm. open tomorrow, and they brought food in here, and Coquel has legitimately, and he's lucky I love him, he's been eating while the show has been happening. Which drives me insane. I'm right now. He knows it. He is eating a pierogi. Oh my god! Right now, the cheese is pouring oh out of my, my mouth. God. It is so good. Um. So, last night I had an event at the Breakers. I did not at the Breakers. I'm sorry. At uh, at Boca Resort. I had a I had a a Q and A for the South County YMCA with Mike Tannenbaum. Him and I were hanging out at Boca Resort. Mikey T. And I I drove up to the valet with my brand new. Kia K5 GT. And this has never happened to me in my life. I pull up. I get out of the car. The valet goes, bro, that's a sick car. And I love that color. That's never happened to me with any other car. Generally, I'm embarrassed it's to gotta, valet my it's car. It's got to feel good to be able to bro. go to these events and be like, yep, bro. I'm here. Yeah, it finally that took car, me. It made it's me- sick. Makes me very upset that I'm the co-host right now. That's the only every other part of the job. I don't care. It's, when you pull up in that car, though, I'm like, oh man! It's got those Pirelli tires with the black rims. It's the blue color. The car is pretty. Picture sick. a really cool car, and then Ken walking out. But think about me. There is nothing about me that screams Boca Resort. There is nothing that about car, me that screams I should uh, be respected in any way at Boca Resort. But I finally did it at age 36. One. I wasn't embarrassed to go to a valet. And two, the valet complimented me. And think how many sick cars that guy sees yeah. at, uh, at Boca Resort. But th- I- I'm telling you, that Kia K5 GT is turning heads, and it's all thanks to the folks at Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, helped me get into that automobile. Extremely affordable. It's got a lot of power, but it didn't break the, the bank. And it has great mileage, and it brings my helps bring my kids where they need to go. I can be a family guy in that car and also get compliments from valets at Boca Resort. Greenway Kia, West Palm Beach, and they want to put you in an automobile with their credit clinic. Gateway, uh, Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Make sure to check them out off military in West Palm Beach. That's Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Thank you to Mike. Thank you to George, all the fine folks over there. And thank you for helping me finally get a compliment from a valet at a high-end place like Boca Resort. Greenway Kia of West Palm Beach. Uh, when we return, the NBA playing last night, sort of meh. Not great. Not great. Hopefully there's a lot more drama tonight, but I bet there will be because you have a guy who doesn't want to be in it, but he gets up for big moments against who I think is the MVP of the league. He's Kokel. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Spend your lunch with Ken by calling 888-760-3776. It's Ken Levick Alive. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Here's Ken Levicka and Chris Coquel. All right, well, last night was a bust. Hopefully the NBA play-in tournament delivers tonight. Because it's going to be fun. Like, I do think LeBron, Steph, what could go wrong? I truly hope we don't see what that Pacers-Hornets debacle became, Coquel. I got into the car but that after. could be fun. And it, with, the, with those personalities, that could be fun too, right? Because if Steph goes off and blows out LeBron, that's kind of fun. Oh. I or if LeBron you. blows out Steph, that's fun because the I'm Lakers will turn Showtime Lakers. Absolutely. I'm telling you, for this show, tomorrow from a reactionary standpoint, Steph going off and putting the Lakers in a do-or-die, that is the best-case scenario for this show. I'm just giving you a little sports talk radio insight. With my L.A. Bron shirt You on. do have your L.A. Yes, Bron shirt. You, your, your absolute love of LeBron is you're very loyal to I am, him. to the Knicks and LeBron. But were you loyal to him when he was with the Heat? I didn't want to be, but being lucky enough to work here and getting to cover the team, yes. I like okay. fell, That's the only reason why I stopped hating the Heat for a little while, and now I realize that I hate him again. 
The NBA play-in tournament. What were your impressions of last night? And uh, how in tune are you tonight for LeBron versus Steph? 888-760-3776. It's the uh, Spurs and the... Uh, Rigotti, what's the, the, what's that? The Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jamarant. Ja, uh, you Jamarant, got Ja, yeah. and you got the Spurs. So, that'll be an big, big country, Bryant, who's the guy yeah. draft the big but, center. But, the Grizzlies first came out. Bryant Reeves. Yeah. 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 He's um, not playing tonight? No, 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 no. I don't even know what he's doing. Is he alive? Check if After he's alive. After what I found out what Kwame's doing, I don't want to know what big country's doing. All right, oh. let me, let's just stay away from the big guys who didn't pan out. Stephen A needs to get security. For real. And the, the Kwame, we love you here at ESPN 106.3. Let's make sure that's I've, known. I've never said a bad thing I've about always you. said he was a great pick. Yeah. Great yeah. pick. I mean, there's nothing bust about him. Those years, yeah, I would, like, bought his mom a house and he was yeah. 18. Yeah. Right? That's what it's, it's all about. That Kwame, he's going to have his own man. show here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come in for me. Sit yeah. in. You want to sit in? <laughs> Kwame. Do whatever you want. Just please don't scare me. Um, uh, but NBA play-in tournament, how, how how into it are you tonight for LeBron versus Steph? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And I do know that tomorrow, regardless of what happens in the NBA play-in tournament tonight, regardless of anything that happens on the court, uh, tomorrow is going to be a big day because Stormhouse Brewing in North Palm Beach opens its doors for the very first time. Uh, you've heard me talk about it here on, on Ken Levick Alive, uh, but I, I do not for the life of me know uh, why, uh, I don't understand why craft breweries don't have menus. It, it, and its face, it's insane. Why? Why, does that, why is that not a thing? And fortunately, our saviors have come. The Crystal Cove Commons in North Palm Beach just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard on US-1, Storm House Brewing. Coquel was there on Sunday checking it I out. I tweeted out some pictures at Real Coach K. You loved the coffee stout. The coffee there. stout. And I'm not, I, I've told you many times, I'm usually a bottled whatever American beer. I'm yeah. just going to drink it quick because it's easy. I'm just trying to get a buzz. The coffee stout, I kept going back for more because yep. it was delicious. That's what I happened. I loved it. And the atmosphere, Ken. It's a brewery, but it's also, it's a sports bar. And you know me with sports bars. And then the food came. And you know me yep. with food. It was just, it was, and then there's a kid's menu. It checks all a of Coquel's boxes. I can send my kids off, go eat your nuggets and your fries and leave me alone and let me get drunk. Well, Coquel might actually uh, get the kid's, kid's menu they're uh, my, as they're well. They're my kid's parents now. <laughs> You've handed over the rights to your kids to uh, Stormhouse Brewing. Um, but uh, the, the the coffee stout is just one of the many uh, brews that are going to be brewed in-house and are brewed in-house at Stormhouse Brewing. And I uh, just wanted to spend uh, just a couple of moments with Josh Brin. So he's the owner of Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, congratulations. Congratulations, first of all, uh, that everything uh, opening up tomorrow. Why isn't there, now that you're in the industry, why don't craft breweries have menus? Why is this a thing? Yeah, so having a craft brewery with a kitchen, it's, it's a little tough. Most people don't have experience with it. They didn't think you could do it for a long time in Florida. But anywhere you go around the country, it seems like food and beer are kind of an obvious pairing. Yes. And when you're watching a game, you're having food and beer. Yep. If you're watching, you know, any other program, you're probably having food and beer. So why wouldn't you have all three things, food, beer, sports, all of it in one place? Yeah, uh, that that seems like common sense. And it's fancy looking. So like if when I bring my wife there, it's it's a really it's a you walk up to that place and tell me it's not a really nice restaurant. That I, that I can afford. Yep. Like, it's like everything that I want how, there. Um, how many square feet are we talking in Stormhouse Brewing? Yes, we're 5,200 square feet. Boy, is this place big. You've got the wraparound bar. I saw that. It's awesome. What about seating? How many, what are we talking about seating inside and outside of that huge patio you have at Stormhouse we're Brewing? Pushing about 200 seats. I'm telling you, man. This place, so it's not only go hang out with your buddy to watch the game or go get dinner with your significant other. It's also have a party there. Have a big group there. You guys can, can take care of all of that. And how did the idea come about? Because it's you and a couple of your buddies who have come together. Stormhouse yeah. Brewing, uh, that's, uh, that's how it was conceived. But how, how did this thing come together? I spent years going with my dad to all sorts of sports bars to watch the Indians play or the Browns or wherever. And we didn't live in Cleveland anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we found places that carry the games. So we're going to carry all, all the games because we wanted a place where you could come and enjoy it. My brother started brewing beer, and it just kind of seemed obvious at that point to tie it all together. And if... If my dad was enjoying beer and I'm enjoying sports and I got into beer too, why wouldn't we just put it all in one big place and make a great menu to go with it and 
keep you there you know, all day watching your favorite teams. Yep, Storehouse Brewing again opens tomorrow. Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard there on US-1. You cannot miss it. It is The Stormhouse Brewing sign is, bam, right in your face when you get there. Our cats and rats play tomorrow at 6.30. Go watch the Panthers That's game That's right. There. Panthers right. looking to save their season against the Lightning game three tomorrow. So Stormhouse Brewing, that's a great place to go right watch on, the get game. Get off of work, go right what, in, and have some dinner, watch the game. What I love about Josh, too, he sat in every seat, every indoor seat at Stormhouse Brewing to get a view of the TV, how it's going to look from every seat. So the due <laughs> diligence has been had. Just real quick, you have kept it in the family with your master brewer there at Stormhouse yeah. Brewing. Your brother is is the master brewer there, and he's been working hard as hell. You have these gorgeous, gorgeous tanks uh, These th- 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 that's brewing this beer in-house. Uh, but he went over to Germany and studied, right? He did, and he picked up a lot of knowledge there. And one of the one things they preach in Germany is quality, quality and consistency. And instead of pushing out a million beers that maybe they're not great, it's about nailing down the mm-hmm. beers that are good every single time you have it and the same flavor you expect every time. Love it. I mean, that 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 is honestly, that's the main idea. So, again, Stormhouse Brewing, it opens tomorrow. Crystal Cove Commons, North Palm Beach, just a half mile south of PGA Boulevard on US-1. Go out for Panthers and Lightning. Bring your family. Hang out. And also, again, the menu, I keep mentioning it, and they brought in pierogies today off of their menu, the crab cakes, some charcuterie off their menu. I mean, they have everything. Lobster cakes. The lobster Lobster cakes. cakes. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, this menu, it's not just like they slapped it together and said, hey, we have a menu and craft beer. No, 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 no. This is well, well done good food. And again, I looked over the kids' menu because my kids are turds and only eat certain things. They have (laughs) everything a kid could want also. So you can't, and it's spaced out where, and uh, this is something I deal with having two kids, nine and four boys that love sports, but they're also boys that love sports. So I'm always worried they're going to bother everyone else, but it's spaced out enough that you can bring your family and not bother anyone, but still be in that community environment. It's it's just an awesome, awesome layout. So go check out, obviously, the craft beer. Go check out the food. Go check out your sports tomorrow or over the weekend. They are going to have everything with their big, big screen TVs, outdoor seating, indoor seating, ton of space, Stormhouse Brewing, just off of PGA Boulevard, south of PGA, about a half mile, US 1 in North Palm Beach. Josh, congratulations, man. Thank Thanks for coming much. by. Thank you for bringing some food by as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing you this weekend, Absolutely. bud. Thank Josh, you. really quick before you get off, I had the coffee stout. What am I drinking next? Give me a suggestion. You you get to pick my next go-to. All right. I'm going to be back very soon. So your next beer, we've got some IPAs coming out in a mango grapefruit sour. But the mm. one that's doing great is the one we named after my daughter, the Billy Rose Blondale, which is honey and orange. And it is Pretty phenomenal. I'm going with that. Billy that's Rose it. Blondale. Mark that's it down. Next week, Coquel. That's what he's going with when he rolls into Stormhouse Brewing. Josh, congratulations. Congratulations, guys. Looking forward to seeing it. Thank you. Stormhouse Brewing again opens tomorrow in North Palm Beach. Again, US 1, just south of PGA Boulevard, Crystal Cove Commons. He's Coquel. I'm Ken Lavica. Back with more after this on ESPN 106.3. You are listening to Ken Lavica live on ESPN 106.3. Ryan McLevin Rowitz is on assignment today. He is at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium as Noah Syndergaard begins his rehab for the Mets. And McLevin joins us now here. Uh, McLevin, this uh, this game started at noon, right, at Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium? That is accurate, yeah. Uh, so is Syndergaard, <laughs> Syndergaard's already done. How many pitches did he throw? So he's actually still out there because the St. Lucie Mets decided to bat around and score a lot of runs in the top of the second. So I've been here way too long, but he is uh, wrapping up his second inning of work right wow, now. Wow, so they gave I mean, him he, two innings of He work. is a superhero. Yeah. Thor, lightning in his arm, come on. Wow, 13 and a half months removed from Tommy John, and Syndergaard's getting two innings in his uh, in his first rehab start. Because yesterday, wasn't there someone on the rehab assignment who, who threw four pitches for the Mets? Uh, yes, Lugo uh, threw four pitches yesterday, but Syndergaard is one strike away from a perfect outing today. How about that? Another no-hitter. Look at that. <laughs> baseball. Oh, yeah, by the way, there was a no-hitter in baseball last night. That's five this season. <laughs> Boring. Yeah, I heard a show talking about that this morning, and I honestly thought it was a replay. Like, I didn't realize that happened last night. Yeah, yeah. and it wasn't one of those cool ones where I proposed, McLovin, that like the official score could go back and maybe make it a perfect game if, say, there was an error or, like, a wild pitch like <laughs> the we APG, saw a couple weeks. almost perfect game. Um, yeah, the APG, exactly. Yeah. This one New was stat. not that. Uh, well, 
I want to propose off of this, like watching Syndergaard, you know, mow down these poor low-A guys. Like, I feel like we should do this in football. Like, if Khalil Mack has to, like, rehab his knee, like, he should get to run a series with the Westwood defense on a Friday night. Like, I think that'd be fun to see. Who are you, Tony LaRussa, advocating for injuries to players? <laughs> what is the matter with Why you? Why is it injury? He has to rehab, and these high schools in the area, they have to prep for him. It's on them. Stop derailing the show, Brian. But great idea about Friday night. Friday night, we'll be at Port St. Lucie High School for a jamboree. <laughs> you can listen to me and Brian from 6 to 8.30 right here oh, on I didn't know that. ESPN 106.3. All right. Well, uh, looks like, uh, according to Brian McLovin Rowitz, Noah Syndergaard about to have a perfect two innings of work in his yep. rehab debut. Perfect for the- two innings. Oh. He got it done. Perfect two innings. Uh, uh, two strikeouts and threw like 20 or so pitches. Or McLovin's at a club right now because all he hears music yeah, playing in the background there. there. Your wife just caught you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't quite understand start. this part. The long blonde hairs on my shirt, that's from Syndergaard, I swear. So, again, if you missed it, especially for you Mets fans, uh, according to our, our minor league baseball reporter, Brian McLovin Rowitz, uh, two strikeouts, a perfect two innings for Noah Syndergaard, and uh, like 20 or so pitches. That's good, accurate yeah, reporting. Yeah, and his team's up 7-0, so he's going to get the dub. That's all that matters, isn't it? He's yeah, going to get those Florida get State League wins. Well, uh, appreciate oh, is that how it works? giving yeah. our uh, Noah Syndergaard update and uh, being there for 50 minutes longer than you thought you were going to be. Yeah, unnecessarily long. Thanks a lot, Mets Bats. You'll see highlights tonight, though, on WPTV News Channel 5, ESPN 106.3, and WPTV and WFLX Fox 29. McLovin, thank you. All right, see you guys. I think what we should do is we should just start sending McLovin to random sporting events throughout Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast on a daily basis and just check in. Like here from Port St. Lucie High School, like uh, badminton. I think it's awesome. I think we should send him everywhere. Youth league games. (laughs) Just send him out bowling. League bowling alleys. Let's just send him into the bowling alley. Interview someone real quick. Boom. He's got got nothing better to do at at all. The TV is like an hour long. Come on. Uh, I saw Dr. Jim Reardon, FAU MBA Sport Management Program today uh, when I was at the South County YMCA Breakfast featuring Desmond Howard, and Dr. Reardon goes, nice pig races. <laughs> That's all I wanted. If Dr. Reardon called it nice, it was all worth it. And he is a proud, proud uh, partner Sorry, of Ken Levick Alive. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Boy, I'm sure he's not regretting that decision. <laughs> FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Did he mention the interview we did with a horse a couple days earlier? Or? No, okay, and I'm good. bracing Let's, myself for that. Well, he didn't hear it. But again, it's your path to the sports industry. Summer semester classes, fall semester classes either online or in person on the bulky campus it's your path into sports you know it because we talk about it and you know the drill by now fau.edu slash mba sport will lebron survive past tonight well actually he will because if he loses he still has another game but will lebron survive past tonight lebron versus steph we discuss it tomorrow on your home for nba play in action he's coquel i'm ken levicka we've been live on espn 106.3 bye bye